good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time this recording. This is episode 73 of the Restricted Zone podcast, and I'm with the usual crew. Uh, Joni, introduce yourself, man. Good evening, fellas. Let's talk some football. Week four. Absolutely. Mar, introduce yourself, man. Thanks. Thank you for having me back, Colin. You know we about to have a good episode. Yes, sir. Uh, Johnny Tess, introduce yourself, man. <laughs> Hello, world. Just Johnny. Tapping in. <laughs> All right. So this is the crew for episode 73 with Amid. Uh, hop in with Chris. He will hop in at a later time, but for now, it'll be just us four. Uh, Johnny, take it away. Yes, sir. So we're through week four now. So basically, we're practically a quarter way through the NFL regular season. And this is kind of like the point of the season where, you know, contenders and pretenders start to stand out. You know, teams start to figure out what their identities are, what they're good at, what they're not good at. You know, the cobwebs from, you know, the offseason finally start to shake off. But also, you know, unfortunately, you know, in the sport of football, the injury report starts to pile up league-wide. And perhaps in week four, the most notable injury was that severe concussion suffered by um, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Um, Last week, he was swung down. It was pretty, you know, a violent tackle. But it was a a clean tackle by uh, Josh Tupu of the Bengals. And, you know, it left them stuck in the fence position. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but, you know, basically it's just like your hands and your arms, they just go stiff and you kind of just stuck, you know, in just a, just a nasty, you know, spot. So, you know, those type of injuries are more severe than like your regular concussion and it's a sign of major neurological damage. So I want to take it back last week. Because week three, Dolphins Bengals, you know, it was an amazing game. And in that game, Tua he took a he took a hit. Uh, I think Matt Milano of the Bills, you know, threw him down, hit the back of his head. It looked like, and he came up wobbly. And there was, you know, initial reports that he suffered a head injury and it was questionable return. And then later on, you know, it was reported that it was just a back injury and that that, you know. The back end, like his back has stiffened up and that's what caused the wobbliness. But, you know, everyone's pretty skeptical about that. Anyways, he came back into the game, finished the game. The Dolphins won. So now they're on a short week playing on the road against the Bengals. Tua, he's not looking right. He's missing throws. He's underthrown guys. You know, it was a, I think a deep ball to Tyreek Hill, very poorly underthrown ball that was picked off. You know, he just wasn't looking himself like the first three weeks. So, you know, who's to blame for this? Because he, he suffers a, you know, bad concussion, very severe concussion. Um, they're saying that he's doing all right and he's doing better. You know, he was watching a movie on a plane ride home from Cincy. But, you know, he shouldn't have, in my opinion, he shouldn't have been out there. Um, so I just want to, I'll start with Johnny. Um, just how do you feel about that? You know, is there anyone? That should be blamed in this scenario. Did he really suffer a back injury, you know, and then he just came back out and it was just a freak accident? Or is there something that the Dolphins are hiding from us? Um, well, honestly, I think something is being hidden. Um, I have uh, – it was a source from the NFL. Um, 
his, the NFL's medical director, Alan Sills, he said that there was an abundance of caution that was used before agreeing for Tua to come back into the game, but obviously that didn't go well. That didn't go well. The, um, I think there's some – the confusion to me is the person that was involved in, uh, in Tua's concussion check. He was an unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant. That was, he was unaffiliated with the NFL. They didn't use their own medical staff. And I, I think if there was somebody to blame, it would be somebody within that department of the NFL. Um, Richard Sherman actually, he actually stated that obviously like concussion protocols were not followed. I mean, hindsight is, is pretty bad that they should have like took that a little bit more serious, but, um, they did a uh, report on Saturday the league. They had um agreed to um parameters of an updated concussion protocol that would rule players who exhibit gross murder instability like Tua did, but obviously that's like obviously too late. Honestly, I personally thought that that already was instilled. I'm I'm surprised that they had to actually pass that or make that official. But um I think if there was somebody to blame, it would be somebody in that medical staff department because they went to an outside source to have that handled and who knows what type of like, you know, type of background that that, that, that uh, person had from that department. So uh, that was a bad look. Uh, all prayers to Tua, but yeah, that that's my opinion on that. that that's Yeah, absolutely. Um, Prayers to Tua. I forgot to mention that, you know, I, I really hope that he's doing okay. I've been hearing, you know, some people call, like, for him to retire, that's how bad, you know, how severe, you know, that concussion was. And Mar, you know, Johnny brought up the point about, you know, you know, the medical staff, you know, clearing them and whatnot. But do you think even if he was cleared, you know, the Dolphins had coach Mike McDaniels. I mean, should he should he have even let to a play in that game? Like. As a coach, you're, you know, you, like, you want to win. You're on the road. It's a short week. You want to win. But it's like, you have to take a step back and just say, you know, I can't let my guy go out there. Would you agree with that? Um, absolutely. This was, this was a week three game, correct? Week four. Week four game. Um, the fourth game of the season out of, out of 17 is 18 weeks out of 17 games. And you putting your quarterback in that type of trouble early is not a good look, especially when you have Teddy Bridgewater as your backup quarterback. Like, what was the point against Teddy then, who was showing who he, who's been balling out as a backup quarterback? And like, he's already shown that having him as a backup quarterback is a good is a good move. So why would you get him and still put your franchise quarterback? in harm's way and danger like that even if he was even if he was to be clear it just doesn't add up and it doesn't make sense it is it's 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 poor judgment of coaching it's poor judgment of not knowing your players like okay it's a short week okay we got teddy throw him in there like i said who has who has shown who he's can he's been doing this in the last two to three seasons so I mean, it, it it wasn't a good look, especially when you have a backup quarterback who's ready for that moment. So, I yeah, John, I, I completely agree with you. And, Chris, I saw you just hopped in. Chris, how you doing, man? 
How y'all doing, everybody? Yeah, so we're just, um, we're talking about Tua and, you know, the situation that happened on Thursday, just a terrible, terrible concussion that he suffered. And basically, I'm just asking who's to blame, if there's anyone to blame, who deserves the most blame? Uh, is it just an equal amount of blame that should go out to, you know, Mike McDaniel, the medical staff, the NFL as a whole, even Tua, because it's just like, but you can't really put the blame on Tua because he's a competitor and he's getting paid to do a job. But even you got to like take a step back and just say, like, you know, maybe it's just not best for me to play. I should just take the week off. It's a short week anyways on the road. You know, how do you feel about that? I mean, in my opinion, I feel like everybody who isn't named Tua deserves blame because as an athlete, you always want to play the game, especially at the highest level. You always want to play. That's just the passion that an athlete has. And as an athlete, you and I mean, we're all told we're all told growing up as athletes, you always have to work hard. You always have to fight like nothing's going to be easy. So obviously you're going to have bumps and bruises along the road. But we're always told and encouraged to fight through it, to persevere. That's how you do it. So at, as of right now, I, can't, I hate to blame everybody except to it because because of the athlete that he is, he wants to play and it, he should. I think so. I think from Mike McDaniel, he needs some disciplinary action needs to come from him because he was the one that thought that tool was okay and has been making up lies. It seems like every other press conference he goes to. I'm glad that the doctor that cleared Tua got fired because he deserved to be fired because you can tell from him stumbling he was not ready. And I think just with that being said, I think the NFL PA has to take precautionary measures when it comes to you know trying to figure. out uh, who else is responsible for Bridgewater? Uh, not Bridge. I'm sorry. For Tua, not only having to go back out there, but who cleared him to go back out there? Who cleared him during the short week? Because, like Mark said, there's a reason why you have Teddy Bridgewater. There's a reason why you brought him in, just in case something happens to Tua, where it's like, okay, we have another dependable quarterback that we can put in for the time being. That's why all, all quarterbacks have backups and stuff because. If your backup gets in a situation where they can't play, your backup is supposed to come in and just take over until your starter is able to play again. But for some reason, the Dolphins decided to think that Tua could go back in there in the same game against Buffalo, which he shouldn't have done, and then try to play on a short week. It'd be different if Miami said, okay, we saw, you might have cleared the test for Buffalo, but we're not going to put you back in this game. We'll see how you do in the evaluations leading up to Thursday night's game against the Bengals, and then we'll see if you can play then. But the fact that they threw him back after against Buffalo was the first throw. And then you saw what happened against Cincinnati. He hit his head hard again, the same way he did against Buffalo. And now this man's career is honestly in jeopardy. So I feel like everybody that isn't Tua deserves blame for this. Absolutely. And, Colin, I'll finish with you. That neurotrauma consultant who Chris just brought up, he was fired. Um, do you feel like he's just like a, a sacrificial lamb to all this and it'll kind of just get swept under the rug or are there more heads that need to be rolled? Well, I mean, if this, of course, well, I'm pretty sure it won't happen again. Uh, I, I would hope not, right? But, uh, if it does happen again, we start to see who's really the one making behind some of these decisions. But, uh, he, he's, he's your quarterback, man. Uh, his health, and I hate to say this because no one is above the other, but the quarterback, without the quarterback, what is the team, right? Uh, you, whenever, whatever, any decision you make, it has to be in regard in the best interest, especially when it comes to the health. Now, him getting fired, uh, some might say he might have been a scapegoat, 
Uh, but I heard Chris's point, and everyone besides Tua should be blamed. Tua's a young, hot-blooded young man. Of course, he wants to go out there. He's strong-minded, strong-willed. Uh, that's what a lot of people admire about him. He's a competitor. He's going to fight through it. Uh, but at the end of the day, we don't need that. Uh, we There's plenty of examples of quarterbacks that try to fight through an injury when obviously in their best interest, they should have got the proper rest. And it just, you know, the odds of it, and you look at the history of it, it doesn't favor it. So hopefully this isn't an issue that happens again. Uh, him getting fired as of now is like a temporary bandage. But let's see if this mistake happens again. I hope not. But uh, if it does happen again, who do we look at to blame this time? Uh, you got rid of one scapegoat. How many scapegoats do you have tucked in? So uh, this is just an unfortunate thing for Tua, you know. Uh, but he'll be able to bounce back and lead the Dolphins to, you know, prominence, whether that be the Super Bowl or having to become a competitive team again. Absolutely, but um, we're we're gonna move on, uh, because you know that's an ongoing thing, and you know this could take all season to really get figured out. So we're gonna keep you guys updated on that. But I would like to move on to the NFC, and all right, now the one of the big surprises of the season for some people, of course, are the Eagles starting four and zero. I don't think many people saw that coming. I myself did not see that coming. I, I had them penciled in for about 3-1, for a 3-1 start. So even I'm a bit, you know, surprised. But there are some teams in the NFC who we expected to maybe be in that position, you know, at the top of the conference, maybe 4-1 and or, excuse me, 4-0 and or 3-1. and And, you know, teams like the Packers, the Bucks, and the Rams, of course, the defending Super Bowl champions. But... You know, all of these teams, and of course the Packers are 3-1, and one, but from what I've seen, all three of these teams look a bit off. Now, I don't know if it's just, you know, beginning of the season, you're just trying to sort things out. You know, perhaps you just have tough schedules and they're just playing really high competition, you know, or what. You know, for the Rams, you know, you can, you know, you can say Super Bowl hangover. But, you know, we thought they had gotten over that after, you know, the opening game. But now we're asking questions about them again. But I'll start with the Packers um, because they are the team in the probably in the best spot right now. Three and one. Um, but on Sunday, they took on the Patriots and the Patriots were without Mac Jones, who suffered a high ankle sprain a couple of weeks ago. So Brian Hoyer got the start. Brian Hoyer goes out in the first quarter with a concussion. So now. Madden-generated player Bailey Zappi, whoever this man is, no offense, <laughs> he came in and, would, wouldn't you know, you know, throws a touchdown and, you know, he kept the Patriots in the game and, you know, the defense kept them in the game. But he, he did his part and, you know, they forced overtime and they almost beat the Packers at Lambeau with a third-string quarterback. So, you know, the Packers, they're 3-1, all right? Yeah, I don't want to, you know rain on their parade, but, you know, is there something, you know, is this 3-1 legitimate is what I'm saying. Are the Packers still a legitimate threat? Mara, I want to start with you because I know Aaron Rodgers is your boy, so I'll start with you on that. You know, are the Packers still legitimate in the NFC? Um, I would say probably not. 
I mean, well, when you have Aaron Rodgers, you always have a chance, but you can tell. I don't even like you can you. He says he's not he's not thinking about retirement right now, but the way the season is looking, I I wouldn't be surprised if he thought about retiring. The 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 him playing with these young players is not a good look for him. Like he's. Let me ask you this real quick. Let me ask you this. Um, do you think we're seeing the start of his decline? Or is he I don't, just like he's in a bad situation right now? I don't think it's really him. I think like um he makes bad plays, he has bad plays, yeah, but I don't necessarily think it's him. His receivers drop a touchdown almost every game, if not every game. And is and it's it's always it's always somebody young, so it's just I don't know. I guess it's him still trying to become more of a leader and learn how to um guide these young receivers instead of always working or playing with the people who's been veterans, who's had who's played with other great quarterbacks. He's just it's just kinda harder for him with um you know he lost his best receiver, Sammy Watkins is on IR. It was a point where Alan Lazar wasn't playing, so he was playing with like Tunyon, Dotson, and everybody's just dropping passes, and it's just like I don't get it. And they're still three and one, so it's like the Bucks they barely held on, the the Pats they barely held on. Saw what happened with the Vikings, and then they play us coming up, and I feel like we have a chance, but it's not because of Aaron Rodgers' decline or Aaron Rodgers can't do it anymore. It's just his his overall team. I don't think they clicked yet as a team. And we will get to uh Giants and Packers coming up uh week five. We'll get to that later. But uh um Chris, you know, would you agree? Would you say that, you know, Aaron is kinda just in a bad, you know, situation right now with his receiver core? I mean you can say he is, but I feel like he's been through this process already because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has gone through multiple receiver courts throughout his time in Green Bay. I mean, he didn't start out having Devontae Adams when he went to the Green Bay. He had Greg Jennings and Donald Driver. Then he had Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson with James Jones. Then he had Devontae Adams when Jordy Nelson left. So now he's basically at another crop, another young receiving court that he has to basically build chemistry with. Now, I think it did hurt him a little bit. That he refute that he didn't play in any preseason games. I think it shows a little bit because you see that even though Aaron is hitting these players, you see they're still not clicking with Christian Watson and um, what's the other guy, the uh, other rookie's name, Dobbs. I mean, they're they're going to be good receivers for the Packers, but it takes time. They don't just they don't they can't just become very good quality starting receivers overnight and then hopefully develop into Pro Bowlers like like Packers receivers before that Aaron Rodgers played with. So I feel like it hurt him not playing the preseason. I'm not going to say that he's on decline or that he's thinking about retiring because I feel like he still does have that little itch in him that he wants to get, that he wants to, like, you know, get another rank before he calls his career. And, I mean, the contract shows he's going to be in Green Bay for at least three more years as it is. I mean, he, and he's not going to walk away from that from the money he's going to be getting. So I think that this season is going to be a lot of growing pains with these young, with this young receiving core just due to the fact that they're not proven yet. Now, yes, will they get better over time? Absolutely. Are the Packers still in a good spot to contend in the NFC? In the NFC, kind of, because outside of the 49ers who have looked who have looked okay 
with Jimmy Garoppolo when, and I mean, we know the Buccaneers are, are dealing with a bunch of injuries. Nobody's really stood out yet. I mean, yes, we have the Eagles, and we all know the Eagles are the last undefeated team left. And while they are showing a lot of a lot of success in these weeks, they haven't been tested yet. So we don't we we don't know if they're contenders yet. We know that they're good. We know the Eagles are good, but we don't know if they're contenders yet. So when you look at the landscape, to be fair, I'll I'll say fourteen and nothing in the rain is a bit of a test, just a bit, but just a bit, <laughs> just a bit. You make valid point. I mean, down fourteen nothing, yeah. I mean, I mean that's adversity. I mean, the Jaguars they're they're pretty good this year. I mean, the, the Jaguars, but the Jaguars are also kind of the same boat the Eagles. They're just a team that's developing that just, that has, that has gotten a couple good wins on the record already. I'm not, we're not, I'm not they saying the Eagles the are bad. They did do that. I'm not saying that the Eagles are bad. I'm not saying oh, yeah, they, yeah. they have talent. They, but they have a lot, they still have stuff to prove. So I'm just saying, when you look at the NFC from that standpoint, it's still pretty much wide open just when it comes to who, who we think should be contenders. So the Packers are still in a good spot, especially as long as their defense stays intact and they don't lose any injuries and lose the injuries. So I think this season is just going to be filled with growing pains. We might see Watson and Dobbs kick it up a notch in the second half of the season. From what we've seen right now, though, they have a lot of work to do. Is it over for them? Obviously not because we've only been four weeks in the season. But they have a lot of work to do in order to get back to that top-tier contender list that we knew they were before Devontae Adams left. Absolutely. Colin, I felt like you wanted to hop in and say something. Uh, no, I mean, uh, Chris is right as much as I like to disagree with him. Uh, uh, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we, like he said, I don't think, and like you said, Jonah, it was a test for us despite the weather. Uh, and I just, I, I I'm not gonna lie, going into that, I didn't think we might have pulled a W out. Uh, but we did. So that's something, um, no what? Faith. Disgusting. No, don't do that. You know, I'm the number one supporter, man. But, you know, I am a realistic fan. I am a realistic fan. But but this is something. This team, to me, I don't know, Jonah. I look at this team and I say, man, this is something special about this team. Uh, Jalen Hurts, everyone was really questionable about him. I just want to ask you guys, what's your thoughts on Jalen Hurts, actually? Like, so far, four games in, just just, just what's your thoughts on them? Dang, man, we was on the Packers. But, I mean, I, I'm cool with some Jalen Hurts talk. I'm cool with some Jalen Hurts talk. So, I mean, talk. I'll let y'all take the floor on that. Or Johnny, since you haven't spoke up yet. Jalen Hurts, so you, <laughs> he's my quarterback so far. I think the most impressive part about me is he's throwing. He can prove that he can throw the football. And that's the thing about it. Like, we all knew about his running capability. We all knew about the Eagles O-line. It was just his ability for me. It's just that he's actually going through his reads. Like the first read isn't open. He's not taking off and running. He's, he's going through his progressions. He's making plays. He's stepping up in the pocket. Uh, he's being mobile when he has to, but at the same time, he's still looking up. Uh, I see him. He's taking major strides, taking major strides. And I, I think that just got something to do with him. He, this guy lives in the field room. This kid, he, he loves film. He loves the game. He loves to study it. And I think it's just really showing and progressing on the field. Like he, he, that goes with his college pedigree. I liked him just from his college background, just from the coaches that he was under and the tutelage that he had got. And that all of that is just manifesting. But, but I, I ain't gonna lie. The most important, the most impressive thing about me right now with him is just the fact that he, Jason Kelsey said that he's squatting as much as him in the weight room. And that's insane. 
Yeah, he said that on his podcast with his brother. I saw that. It's look, man. Clearly, it's paying off when you see these tough runs he's making, and he's just like he's absorbing hits, and he's not even like trying to avoid it. Like he's kind of inviting the contact, almost as if he is like a running back, and he's been basically a running back playing quarterback, but now like that quarterback side of him is starting to come out more. He's like you said, he's more comfortable in the pocket. You know, his first guy's not open. All right, who, who else? You know, like who's my second option? Who's my third option? Like he's he's making smart decisions. He's not taking too long to throw the ball when he has his guy. You know, he's not trying to you know throw it to guys in the open. He's throwing them open. So hey, I mean, early MVP candidate. I, I still think Josh Allen is you know is his award to lose, but Jalen he'll be in a conversation all year. I don't know how Mar and Chris feel about that, but oh no, he's definitely his favorite right now. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He's not yes, not favorite. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, no, hey, no, I mean, no, I, I say Josh Allen, right. but so if you the credit, I'd rather. I say, I mean, he's up. To, he's definitely gonna be in the conversation. Can't forget Lamar either. I, I'm just going with Lamar right now. Whoa, Chris. Uh, you gotta go Lamar right I'll, I'll say based, based on win-loss record, you gotta throw Lamar third, but he is up there. Makes sense. Hey, let's not forget, Pat Mahomes is still out there, too. That showing he had, I'm not gonna lie. Like, he's still Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. See, the problem with Pat Mahomes is that he's like, he's Pat Mahomes. So it's kind of like, yeah, right. you know, it's not extraordinary anymore, but yeah, he is balling out, too. No, and I think it's not fair because he's definitely one of having the a, a better one of the better seasons out of, out of most of the quarterbacks this year. But I feel like he's he's done so much. He's been in the league for what four years, five years now. This is four years. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Pat, Pat, oh, four years, bad. five years. So I, 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 I think Pat Mahomes lost to the Colts. Pat Mahomes lost to the Colts. Lamar who that twenty three lead the Buffalo. You know what? Shot, you know what? Let's stop right there. Eat. That's a perfect segue because I want to get I'm to the Bucks saying. and Chiefs. I'm thank just you, saying, Johnny, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, well. That's y'all MVP. I'm just saying. I'm just oh, saying. Not mine, man. Hey, listen, listen, listen. If all you're going off is the fact that Lamar Jackson lost a couple games, I'm not hearing it, though. He's oh, still been. He's still been well, first of all, we only listen. Listen, what you brought. Listen, what Lamar <laughs> brought up was the fact that Lamar Jackson blew a lead to the to the Bills. That's what he brought up when he just talked about MVP conversations. He said what? national MVP. So just cause, so he just bring it up loss. That doesn't mean he still wasn't cooking. He still wasn't have good games. Mm. Not in the second half, he did. I'll put that more on yeah. the offensive coordinator. Not in the second half, he did. These are the Eagles. The Eagles haven't played a complete game offensive wise either. Oh. So what's the difference between Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson when it comes to that? Oh, low twenty to three lead. Right. So so it's about this record now. It's about a twenty to three lead though. Is all, all you? <laughs> I feel like it, it has to like be about, about the record, the record. Though. Like it. I'm not, but I'm just not coming at the record. I'm. I'm. If I was coming at the record, I would talk about every game. I'm talking about that one specific game. Right. Well, I mean, look, uh, Johnny, you had brought up, you know, the Sunday night game, Bucks and Chiefs. It was a rematch Super Bowl 55. Of course, the Bucks won that 31-9. Brady got his seventh ring. In that game, Pat Mahomes, bro, he was running for his life. Like, he was pressured, I think, on 50%, 52% of his dropbacks. That's the most in Super Bowl history. But on Sunday, he had a, you know, certainly not the same O-line. They've been approved. 
And it showed, and he shredded that Tampa defense. He threw for three touchdowns, and they put up 41 points. So is that more just on, and Chris, I guess I'll start with you. Uh, is that more on just Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs offense, you know, just doing what they do? Or are there some legitimate concerns with the Bucks? And we know they're dealing with, you know, injuries right now, but 41 points at home? I'm I mean, I feel like it's just more the fact that the Chiefs offense just had a really good game because, I mean, Mar touched on it before. The week before against the Colts, they only put up, what, 19 points? So they played bad against the Indianapolis Colts. So they obviously had to go in this game not wanting to redeem themselves. Not to mention, though, because of the fact that Mahomes lost to this team in the Super Bowl, he probably still had that on his mind. Like, okay, I got to show these, I got to show these Buc- this Buccaneers team that, like, you got lucky last time, but if we see each other again down the line, it's going to be a different story. So all he did was just go out there and just try to show them that would be a different story if they met up again in the Super Bowl. But I can't take away from what Tom Brady also did. He put on the show himself. It just wasn't enough. Mahomes just did more. He did. In the second half, you know, he kind of brought it alive, but it was, it was too yeah, late. The defense it, was just, had just... it was just too late. And I think it, I don't really think it had anything to do with the Buccaneers itself. I mean, obviously, you know that, like, Tom Brady's done with his – Personal life matters right now. We know they're done with a lot of injuries on the offensive line still. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'll be honest. It's, I'll be honest. When you have, when, as long as Tom Brady is their quarterback, they should be okay. And I know everybody's, and I know that a lot of people from the start of the year have been talking about how Tom Brady looks, how is he going to play and stuff. The man showed no matter what is going on in his personal life, when he steps on that football field, he's still Tom Brady. So it really doesn't matter. I think that. I think that again, they just don't, they just gotta go through the same thing they did last year was injuries and every football team goes through that. So I don't feel like it was more so the fact that the Buccaneers didn't, well, I can't say it's more so the fact about the Buccaneers injuries. It's just that Patrick Mahomes just tore up their defense. That's about it. To piggyback on Tom, go ahead. Oh, piggyback on Chris. Yeah. I think that's a testament to Patrick Mahomes, uh, greatness once again. Um, I mean, seriously, he's one of those guys. You, uh, what else can he accomplish more that that it have you just be shell shocked at what he does? Because I feel like he's just like what else? Like eight touchdowns in the game. I, I mean, I mean, of course he wasn't record. Super Bowl, obviously, he wasn't. Another, yeah, that too. He wasn't another Super Bowl, but I feel like I'm just not surprised what he does anymore, and that's a testament uh, to what he is. He's definitely a phenomenal uh, quarterback. But just to piggyback on what Chris said, I think that was more of a testament of he was just shredding the whole defense. Uh, there's nothing much you can say about that. I mean, so are you kind of just giving the Bucks like a mulligan for this week? Kind of just saying, you know, it's 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 Pat. Like the defense ain't going, you know, perform like that every week. It's this isn't a, like a consistent thing. It's just like a one night. Pat Mahomes is just on demon time. He's just a revenge game. How do you feel about that? It is. Um, I would just say that again. The Chiefs just had a really good game. Their offense just clicked tonight in every in all sense of the way. You saw Patrick Mahomes out there just doing whatever he wanted, and it was working. It just clicked tonight. <laughs> he didn't do that against the Colts. It just, it just. There's just some games like that, and that so was just one of those games. Week to week. <laughs> listen, listen. If you want to say anything, like honestly, we, Pat Mahomes is like a basketball player on the. That, that's definitely true. Like a basketball, like that. He just the way he goes about the game. I can't. I, that highlight. I can't get it out of my head. Like that spin move. They had him dead to right. That was but nice. But he just does what he just does. Nice. What Pat Mahomes does, and we've seen it. Like you said, Colin. What else? Is, 
like time and time, not just stat wise, but just how he's a highlight reel. He just, he was on demon time. But if you want to say anything about Tampa, they got to run the football, fellas. They don't run the football. I think Fournette had like three attempts for like minus three yards. And, and I think White had like three attempts for six yards. Like, and that's just. They couldn't go. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) a great way to do that is to not give up a big lead early. Yeah, you you got it. I'm I, at some point. I do understand committing to the run, but you you got to give that up at some point. Depends on how bad you get down. But a week before that, like Fournette had 12 carries for 35 yards, and no other running back had a game, uh, had a carry against the um, against the Packers. So um, like they, if anything about their running game has to get going. If anything, you could say. Other than that, it was Pat Mahomes. All right, well, the Bucks. we're going to see how it goes. Um, let me just take a quick look at the schedule real quick, see who they got coming up. Ooh, it's – well, all right, they had the Steelers. They had the Falcons next week, and then the Steelers, and then Panthers, and then this, it kind of gets tough with the Ravens, Bucks, and Seahawks. The Ravens, Rams, and Seahawks, excuse me. So, I mean, it's – hey, Tom Brady, if he can get past all the personal stuff that he's got going on, then, I mean, nothing can stop him. But we're going to move on, and we're going to uh, – Monday night, the Rams. I, it's looking bad. I don't know. I don't want to overreact after one game, but it's like – and it's not particularly – the Rams as a team, but more so Matt Stafford and how his arm is just looking right now is, is not looking the best. And that Rams offense is kind of like living and dying by Cooper Cup. You know, they couldn't get anything going on Monday night. Now, we could say, you know, to the reverse of what we were talking about with the Bucks and Chiefs, we can say, well, you know, the 49ers defense was just really good that night. And this isn't like, you know, an amalgam of what the Rams are going to be this season. But we could say, you know, maybe this this might be like some Super Bowl hangover scaries that we're seeing right now with the Rams. So, Johnny, I'll start with you. Um, you know, can the Rams get it together? I'll just basically ask the same thing I'll ask about the Bucks. Can they get it together? Will they get it together? Uh, um, honestly, in my head, maybe. It depends. Honestly, I'm looking specifically at their offensive line. Um, Max Stafford has been six, sacked 16 times so far. That's like top or second most in the NFL. And, um, I think he got hit, what he got, what, seven sacks by the Bills? And, um, even when he, even in the few victories that they did when he, he was still getting sacked against the Falcons and the Cardinals. And I think their center, Brian Allen, I think he's still down with knee injuries. So they could be playing the Cowboys with like their third string center, with the third string center and, uh, not only that, I think Van Jefferson still hurt. So it's um, I, because but these are like I think they got a couple of defects that are hurt too. But these are, in my opinion, you can get over injuries. Um, these aren't serious injuries. I believe they can get it together. It just depends if they can just protect this quarterback. Um, it's hard to really comment on their running game, uh, with their lack of offensive line. But I think that's the main struggle with them is that they just they just can't get. Matt Stafford enough time, like 16 sacks is so far in, through four games is insane. Um, I think that Sean McVay has to get that O-line together. I think I still believe in his 
offensive mind, but um, they just got to get over this. They got to get over this struggle with this hump with protecting the quarterback. Mar, would you agree with that? Um, I don't believe in this offense, this defense. I'm a big Jalen Ramsey fan. This guy, this this. He lucky I'm on the podcast. It, 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 give him time. This, this. <laughs> settle down. <laughs> if you listen, Mar, if you if you, if you don't want to say it, I'll say it for you. Supposedly <laughs> the best corner uh, that I see in the NFL uh, is just getting exposed by every good receiver there is, and he just. Whenever he has something good, he goes right on the gram, posts it. But then when he gets exposed, he he goes on the gram and tries to say something about Jesus, and I'm really blessed. And he's like, "Bro, shut up! You just got cooked. Just, 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 just <laughs> like, just." When an athlete is posting Bible quotes, you know he had a bad game, bro. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like just, just, just get better, like. Hey, like well, Stephon well, Diggs, week one. <laughs> Stephon Diggs, oh my goodness, torched him. Then um who then I forgot he got that game winning pick on some bum team they played, and then he got exposed again. But um by 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 the Debo, Falcons by the yeah by the Falcons then it looked like he didn't even I, have to tackle Debo. I was gonna say I was gonna say Debo don't count. I was about to say that like and on top of that, Kyle Shanahan he got the nine. He's got he's got the. What you mean he don't count? I mean, Jay but it looked like he didn't want to. Debo is Debo is a monster. Debo is Debo, but, is, but that's supposed to be Jalen too. Yeah, but you're supposed to be the best corner. Like with one of the reasons why people, why other corners like past corners like him so much is because he's physical. He's a physical corner, and nobody there's not many people like that anymore. And he just looked like he didn't want any smoke with him, and he just like let him just skip into the end zone. It was just like, bro, like, I don't, like, I just, I just don't know. The D Bobby Wagner doesn't look like Bobby Wagner. Allen Robinson, I don't, they, they cut him. I don't know what y'all got him for. Like, they, they need Odell. Like, they can't, <laughs> wait, they're not going to do it with Cooper Cup this year. It's not going to happen. Matthew Stafford doesn't have time. Cooper Cup can have a hundred, uh, Cooper Cup can have 300 yards and not score. It doesn't matter. Like, he, they're they're not gonna it's not gonna work this season. They have to find something else. I don't I don't know what they have to do. I really don't. I don't know what it is. And nobody looks like they want to play. They just look like they won the Super Bowl and they're like, all right, we're just gonna go to the we're just gonna ride it out to the playoffs and 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 turn it up. Then like I don't know what they're doing. It's too many two and two teams in the league anyway. There's way too many teams in the league that. Aren't that yeah. aren't four and oh, three and one. There's too many teams that have two wins. Floppy and there, the, the parody. I, I was bringing this up before we started recording. The parody in the league right now is 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 not is looking very top heavy. Like okay, Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, maybe Packers, and then you look at the rest, and it's kind of like just like just a lot of question marks. Um. So yeah, that's why I really, really wanted to bring this up, and I I wanted to focus on the NFC, but it's kind of like a whole league thing right now where it's just like we're seeing some sloppy football, and yeah, it's the beginning of the season, but you know, in years past, you know, teams came in ready, like these teams from a coaching standpoint, from an execution standpoint, you know, a lot of these teams who we thought, you know, we just shoo them in as contenders. They're not looking good right now, and maybe it's just an overreaction. Maybe it's just, you know, a byproduct of, you know, 
training camp players are participating less in training camp. Teams are doing less hitting. I know the Eagles, they didn't even tackle in training camp. And week one, you saw that run defense get shredded. Now they fixed it, but you saw the effects of, you know, not doing what you need to do in the offseason to prepare. So, Colin, I feel like you want to say something about that? I mean, I, I, yeah, it's just really early in the season. I'm, I mean, I don't want to put too much stock to it, as much as I hate to say it, and that does include us as well, even though we're 4-0 and I'm enjoying it and grinning and talking a lot of trash. Out yeah, here. I'm not saying parade yet. <laughs> folks got to relax. It's looking good, but folks got to relax. I know. I'm trying to keep myself, but it's better than some teams in this chat. I don't want to mention any names. But <laughs> this but, is why you won't go anywhere because of that. Karma's coming for you, just like oh, with the Cowboys. Just be patient. No, 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 but, you do a bad job trying to try talk between the lines. I just want to let you know that. So, yes, you were talking oh, about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, bro. That'd be Cowboys <laughs> karma. I have never. Cowboys karma. Right. Well, imagine that. Uh, no. Blame Colin. If it, when, if, if, listen. Well, uh, or hey. when it happens, you humble. know who to blame. Don't, sad, don't, don't come crying to me. Be humble. Can you be humble, please? Can you be humble? Oh, I, I'm sure. I, I surely am. Sure. But you're not. You tr- you you were for like ten <laughs> seconds and just and, and then stop. <laughs> you were humble for ten seconds, then hey, you try to do a little. <laughs> Hold on, a second. Let so, me. So how humble are you? Let me. Oh look. my god. How humble are you? See, no, you got no. humble. Don't bring up the Raiders, bro. Don't do it, bro. Okay. Don't do it. You can't. Don't, you don't bring up the Raiders, bro. Don't, don't do it. Go. See, I am. You know you're not. About I'm this. just pointing out. Don't do it. Don't he's no nope, nope, see, see you're humble or not? It does. Oh, it does. <laughs> oh, it does. Come on now, don't don't act like a Cowboys fan, Colin. Don't wow. do it. Don't, don't do it. I wouldn't want to be a Raiders fan, will I? I mean, oh, it's better to be the Cowboys fan, so don't act like a Cowboys fan, Colin. He's acting like one right now. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Get your fellow, get your fellow Eagles fan. Right. Get your fellow Eagles all right, let me before bad luck hits that team. All right, all right, go ahead. We're going, we're going, all right, we're going. Yeah, oh, but, uh, we're going to drop it. <laughs> it's going to drop it. But before we move on, though, I mean, all right, so I brought up the Packers, the Bucks, the Rams. So of those three teams, just a real quick answer, you know, which team is best positioned as of right now, you know, depending on how long it takes for injured players to come back and, you know, future schedules. Which of these three teams do you guys think have the best chance to kind of compete with the Eagles for that one seed, or if not, still you know get a home playoff game, high two or three seed, win the division? Mm. Anyone can go ahead and hop in. I'm I'm, I'm still going with the Buccaneers. They're, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I actually agree. I go with the Bucks as well. They just have to run the football. Honestly, everything else will take care of itself. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't really, yeah, I don't want to doubt them at all. Uh, especially as long as, uh, that individual man is there. Uh, so, uh, Thomas Brady. Yeah, Thomas. <laughs> Brady, the and coach. honestly, their defense isn't too shabby. That, that was their first. I personally, that was actually the worst they played. I personally that, that still feel like, 
I personally still feel like he, you know, I feel like it's just one year too many. But it's like, <laughs> if he feels good, then he feels good. But Listen, like, he, he's, dealing with, he's dealing with a shoulder injury right now, finger yeah. injuries. Like, it's catching up to him, man. It's, he's still Tom Brady, but. Yeah. It, like, you know, people. All right, well, we said that a couple years ago, 2019, and then we saw what he did in Tampa. But again, you know. He was surrounded by the Avengers in 2020, so it's, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people are clowning his QBR rating right now, and I'm just like, just, just give the man time. Uh, I don't know, but maybe his body might not, you know, maybe this would be the season where he has to do some self-reflection. Maybe his body, you know, his mind is there. The will is there. Uh, it's just Absolutely. all about the physical. It's all it comes down to. Can I ask everybody a question? Go ahead. But can you give me your most entertaining team to watch right now? I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. I mean, come on, Magic. But, I mean, the Eagles are the obvious answer. I guess I would say the Bills, just because of their offense. Like, I actually want to say the Seahawks. Dude. I want to say the Seahawks. See? The what? 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 Yeah. Yeah. what are you doing? Oh, my can I ask him a question just, just on a personal level? What Seahawks game did you watch outside of week one? Well, their offense did look good. It was a shootout. I watched them play the Lions. I watched it. I saw it on the big screen at the casino, man. It was a pretty fun game. I'm impressed with Geno Smith. He's outplaying Russell. He's outplaying Russell. That ain't hard. So because he's outplaying Russell, that's the most entertaining thing to you? They're surprising. Nobody expected this. It ain't hard. Look at his stats. It ain't hard. Come on, man. Give the man props. You give Geno Smith his props. The man's hold, 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 hold. Y'all still talking? Y'all, I'm tired of people go back to this Monday night game because I think Geno Smith's done what? My man threw for 30 yards in the second half against the Broncos. Stop playing the entertainment. Okay, he threw for 30 yards. I'm in one half. Come over there, done. My man had my man my man had 160 yards in the first half and then finished 200 yards past. You know the episode is good. Everybody unmuted, bro. You know the conversation. Stop bringing Jim. What about the Seahawks is entertaining to you? What about the Raiders is so entertaining? What the the Raiders? No, that don't got nothing to do with the Eagles, bro. That don't got nothing to do with the Eagles, bro. That's Colin Lex's. I wasn't even going to bring up the Raiders. I wasn't bringing I wasn't even going to bring up the Raiders. He brought it up. You see? I thought you were humble. Fellas, come on. I thought you were humble. You were acting humble. I won. Oh why did you bring up? Why did you bring up the Raiders? Colin but and nobody Chris was saying like it's facts. Okay. You but nobody was there. saying anything about them. I was going to say the Raiders, but you so you just brought it up. All right, <laughs> exactly. You need to just have like Yo, a sit down Joe, conversation. Listen, and I need the, uh, listen, everything. Listen. I need the Eagles <laughs> fans. Everything off, off your I need the Eagles fans that are listening. Whoever that is, I need the Eagles fan on this on this show. I need all you Eagles fans to please. Humble Colin. I need you to humble, humble him. Oh, I, I need I, you to humble him. He needs to be humble. <laughs> he needs to be calm. He needs to be relaxed. 
Hold on, who you y'all two need to sit down for like thirty minutes. Oh, y'all think this should be humble? Like, you two, bro. How did you talk so much mess after winning only four games? It's just mind-boggling. Are being dragged into it? Hold up. It's just, no, it's just so mind-boggling. That they can talk like they like they're the best team I'm out there on after my only four right games, I'm and they continue to sneak this when I wasn't even mentioning my team. I'm gonna mark it on my calendar right now. November 27th, the Raiders play the Seahawks. Ooh, it's gonna be a mighty game. <laughs> you call that a <laughs> mighty game? Wow, it's gonna be a mighty game. A mighty game? A mighty? What are you talking about? Like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hey, hold up, time out, time out, hold up, hold up. So, you mean, so, 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 Colin, am I hearing this? So, you're a Geno Smith fan and a Westbrook fan and a Fuller fan. I'm confused oh. now. Now, now I'm really confused. Oh. You confused? You confused? We have gone me. off the rails here, but that, that, you are, this is hilarious, bro. You, you are confused. You are confused right now. <laughs> like, hold on. So, outside Jalen Mills, your second favorite quarterback, David Mills. So I know you like the. I know you like the Texans too. Oh, so that is I'm just confused. So right. I'm confused. So I'm just confused by this. So anyway, before so I want you. So Kyle, before I give my answer, I want you to again explain what. It's so entertaining about the Seahawks. Just uh, go ahead. Well, no one really. Obviously, they're two and two, but I just, you know, they gave, they let Russell Wilson. Well, he made his own decision to leave. Uh, everyone thought uh, the Seahawks and Geno Smith were going to be absolutely. Some people had them being what zero and four right now. To be honest with you, uh, Geno Smith is playing above expectations. Listen to me. He's outplaying Russell Wilson if you look at head to head stats. It's not who would have nobody cared about that though. I'm gonna be honest. Who but his stats aren't good. His stats aren't good. What? That's not a compliment to him. That's just how bad poorly Wilson's playing. Well, yeah. I, I look forward to seeing yeah. the matchup between the Raiders. I mean, the only you uh, are you bringing up November 27th, bro. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Only, to it. Oh, uh, like like they go to the prime time television. I don't know how you gonna watch that game. You better check your local listeners. You don't get the best game over here. Playing, I don't, I'm not trying to play devil advocate, but Rashad Penny or Josh Jacobs. I mean, right now. Josh, Josh Jacobs. Wow. Huh? That's, that's, now that's sad right there. Mark. Wow. Hold up. So, wow. Johnny, Johnny, I'll just ask you this. They both play the Broncos, Man. right? Didn't, didn't both teams play the Broncos? Both teams played the Broncos. Who had a better game? I'll just leave it at that. Josh Jacobs. Okay, now. Who's I, it? The, the, but nothing. Oh, it took Rashad Penny four years to be the starter. How many you expected Rashad Penny to ball out this year? Uh, it took him four years to get the starting spot. He's the guy because Chris Carson retired. <laughs> he wouldn't be running if Chris Carson was still on the team. He said, but nothing. Okay, you didn't put him on your fantasy team like the rest of us, and we're all, we all owe him an apology for that. <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's I like to see. They're not supposed to look this well, Jacobs is on my fantasy team, and I still think <laughs> sure he is. Uh, yeah, I'm, and I'm four and zero too. So there you go. Um, <laughs> look, man, this is this is hilarious. I do want to move on though before we finish. I got um, hold on. I got a. I got go answer it though because mine thought, will shock. Mine will shock you too because I wasn't gonna say the Raiders like some people assumed I was gonna say. To Who is that? The most entertaining team that I've seen. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Is hmm. the Lions. I can't believe I'm saying that. I can't believe I'm saying that Jared Goff actually looks like a Pro Bowl quarterback again right now. I can't believe I'm saying you gotta that. You got to just say the offense. I'm though, not going to lie. I, I the Lions, the Lions, I don't know if y'all know this, but they have the number one offense 
but they're dead last on defense. So right, no, no doubt. Just and Detroit, talk, like, and I am talking about the offense because it, it, yeah. it just amazed me that again they were able that even though they lost to the Seahawks, they were able to put up almost forty points without St. Brown. I'm not saying Brown, DJ Chuck, so they're starting receivers and DeAndre Swift. You still put up, put up almost 40, though, without your without three starters. It's just amazing to me that Jared Goff actually looks like a Pro Bowl quarterback again. And I watched the Hard Knocks episodes. I saw the Lions. The Lions look like a very scrappy team. I did not expect them to be putting up points like this, though. I will be honest, which is why it's so amazing to me. Yeah, honestly, week one, y'all guys know, like, I was upset with that finish. Like, I was upset that, you know, we gave up 35 to the Lions. And justifiably, justifiably, justifiably so, because, you know, the next couple of weeks, they only gave up single digits. But, you know, you know, looking back on it, like, the Lions offense is like, I don't feel as bad about that, you know. And, I mean, we still won, but I don't feel as bad about it now. You know, so the Lions, I'm sorry to y'all, because I just, your offense is actually a lot better than anybody could have imagined. I mean, we knew they took strides forward, but I mean, the ceiling this season is pretty low, you know, seven, maybe eight wins, but I think next year you give them another year, um, they, they might be a wild card team. And you know what's so scary? And that's you not what, that crazy to say. You know, and you know what's so scary about this Lions offense right now? They're playing this well, and they don't even have the top draft pick playing yet. He's, Jameson Williams is still out, and they're still putting up numbers like this. You know how scary that is? Absolutely. I keep saying that. I wanted him. I wanted him with, with uh, that would have been greedy, though. I mean, because you got AJ. But, yeah. But we're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're going to put week four now in the past and look ahead to week five. We're going to go over a couple of our uh, key matchups for week five. To be honest with you, I couldn't find many. You know, the four that I did find, you know, I feel like are the key four matchups of the week. And one of them, I mean, on paper, is kind of like, because eh, one of the teams are two and two, but it's a good test for that road team. But we're going to start with the early game on Sunday, Giants and the Packers. It's a home game on the schedule for the Packers, but they're in London. Both teams taking that long flight across the pond. So... Both teams three and one in a neutral environment. If this game was at Lambeau Field, you know the line would probably lean heavy towards Packers. Most people would probably just say, you know, just Packers. But now, like this is this is an even playing field. Essentially, the Giants might pull this off. Mar, how do you feel about that? That's your team. I know Rodgers is your guy, but the Giants—that's your team. So four and one. Four and one. Only one of us to leave there. Four and one, and it's gonna be us. The confident. Like even as an Eagles fan, man, it's like I, I I see something in the Giants. Like people are calling them a fluke. They're calling them because I guess just because of the reputation they've had the last few years. But they got something, man. Like, tell me, how do you feel, man? Uh, I mean, I think it's really just like, well, first of all, they got rid of David Gettleman. Like they got right. him the hell out of there. That was step one, and then they—I feel like they finally got a coach who the players like respect. You know, like I feel like Joe Judge was just like trying hard, and I feel like the you know like he was just trying too hard to be like just tough guy. He was kind of like like he was making guys like run laps in practice, 
you know, like, it was just, like, peewee stuff, you know, like, I don't know, I feel like he was just trying too hard, and I feel like the players have gravitated a lot more towards Brian Dable. Colin, how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, man, I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't really have, I, and this time, I don't know, Mark, maybe. None of us, none of us, I, I didn't have any expectation for the Giants, uh, no disrespect. Uh, I was still iffy on Daniel Jones. Just because you say, just because you say no disrespect, <laughs> doesn't mean it's not disrespectful. Yeah, I hate when people say that, yo. But, <laughs> but we're getting to go ahead, go ahead. Um, I will give you guys props. Uh, you guys definitely see the expectations. Um, and, and you know, you guys really are like our biggest competition. Because uh, I don't see the Cowboys. I, I don't look at the Cowboys as a threat. I really don't. I don't look at the Washington. I don't really look at I don't agree with all that. Right. I, I just don't. Uh, maybe that could change. It's so early in the season, right? But maybe that'll change. Maybe, you know. But as of now, I just don't see them as a threat. I can't wait to see what Daniel Jones does against um, – because he'll be – I think he'll be playing against the Packers, right? He has been limited in practice. He's but coming he, back. Right. So yeah. I can't wait to see that matchup. Uh, this would be good for Daniel don't, you, hold, 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 hold. don't say you want to see that matchup because I don't even want to see it. Don't say that. Please don't. Listen, man. what do you mean, Chris? Here's what I mean. Here's here's what I mean. I'm going to give credit to Brian Dibble for making the Giants scrappy again. No doubt about it. They are a scrappy team, and they go after it. That defense is legit. Um, Saquon Barkley is looking like that running back he, that from his first year, which is all good. But I'm not going to sit up and say I'm actually, I'm dreaming to see an Aaron Rodgers for Daniel Jones matchup. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that either. It, I would say Aaron Rodgers versus the defense. Right. But this is a chance to see what Daniel Jones... Uh, We've already seen what he can do. Uh, uh, so what is that? I don't, this this man is not going to be the quarterback of the future for the Giants. I feel like this is going to be his last year here. Oh, really? To be fair, his O-line is not giving him much of a chance I mean, his own, anything. Oh. And his, I mean, his, I feel like... And I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I, mean, Mark, I feel like OBJ, man. Like I feel like if OBJ came back, like it would make a world of difference. I don't. I, I mean, you, I, I don't know. Kadarius Tony, what he's hurt. He's hurt again. Galladay is. Dylan Shepard. Dylan Shepard's done. He's done for the year. Ah, this would be. It's really a miracle that they're really up. Like. They're so a scrappy hard. team. They are a scrappy team. That defense is good. The defense they're is like, they're legit. just playing hard. Like, right. If you play yeah. hard, you can win games. Even like you can win games you're not supposed to just by no, playing hard. And this is why I feel like, to be honest with you, I, I don't suggest they should. But the quarterback class that's coming up, uh, like like Chris said, Chris is really advocating that Daniel Jones this is his last year. Uh, I mean, man. The, the quarterbacks coming in this year's class is ridiculously talented. Yeah, the the Giants had scouts at Ole Miss, I think, last weekend. Oh, yeah, don't, a oh, of oh, don't worry. They're going to get a new quarterback. Dale Jones but, will not be the quarterback for the Giants for much longer. But but I got, don't worry. They, they're going to get somebody else. And, Mar, I will tell you to watch out for this particular quarterback. No, Chris, when I say it, please don't look at me crazy. Between two SEC quarterbacks, Will from Kentucky, and then you got Bryce. Uh, I think if you guys are really gonna, if you well, guys, I mean, first of all, if the Giants they keep playing the way they're playing, they might get, they, they might fall into a playoff spot. They might fall into nine and eight and seven seed. I know, maybe I, ten and seven. Maybe. So I I don't know if they. So I could they even draft a guy like that? 
But I don't no. know what was the plan for the like I, I I admire that they're playing hard, but it's like if Daniel Jones isn't the guy and you got a ridiculously talented quarterback class coming in, that's just a three. Uh like what what's the Again, uh, I'm saying like if they stumble into a playoff spot, you gotta think they'll give them another year and throw some know, weapons around them. You know who I see that's gonna fall that they could grab in the in the, in the um draft, who they Ooh. should get? CJ Straw from Ohio State. That'll be a, that'll be a really good quarterback. Now, now, I would legitimately listen, Mar. You should be celebrating if you guys get him. You definitely should be celebrating. Well, Mar, you're a Giants fan. How you feel about that, Mar? <laughs> a Buckeye quarterback. Can't even tell you how I feel about that. I don't watch college. Nah, well, just just know he's way over Daniel Jones. That's all you need to know. As yeah, I'm way over Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> See, he don't need what Daniel Jones there anymore. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Listen, he's never he had a fair shake. Yeah, though. you're right, Jonah. He's never had a fair shake. He's running for his life so much. He got a, he's running for his life so much that he's got an ankle injury. Like, Wait. from it. Who knows he's going to Bro, they pulled this. They pulled <laughs> He was hurried like 21 year times. for this dude. man. They man. pulled Eli's last year for this man, yo. They sure I did. He's had more than this man has something. And this man hasn't done anything since. Listen, I've been having an argument with Mar since Daniel Jones' second year. I've been having an argument with him since I've then. I've stuck up for this man for the longest. And he was a top five pick or top six? He was the seventh pick in the draft that did oh. not deserve to be a seventh pick oh. in the draft. Oh, where? Yeah, that, that was oh, a fumble, though. Like, yeah. Lamar, bro. Lamar, that the whole league slept on him. It's been your top ten pick? Oh, man, that's crazy. Well... Well, let me just, well, let's just say you're putting a parlay together. You're making a bet. Money line. Who are you guys taking? Giants, Packers, on Sunday. Giants, Saquon, 115 yards. I know Mar had the Giants. Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Johnny, you had the Giants. I'm rooting for the Giants. Who are, who's winning, bro? Well, not who you, who's winning. Who do you think is going to win? All right. All right. All right. And Chris, you going Packers? Yeah, I'm not the only one going with Packers. So I'm gonna be honest. I think yeah, I think it's, right. I think it's going to be a very ugly game, my hold you. But I got the Packers winning though. Even playing field. Hey, man. Yeah, it could it could be like 2017. If the if 2017 that, type game. Uh. <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers could put a, together a couple of scoring drives. We'll see. Uh, we're gonna move on to uh, the late window game. Uh, 4:25, I think, believe the start. Maybe 4:05, but. Either way, it's one of those late games. Eagles oh, at the Cardinals in that damn stadium. I, I can't stand that place. Mm. I don't think the Eagles have ever won there. I always get just those flashbacks to the 2009 NFC Championship game. Larry Fitzgerald was absolutely insane. Only game I ever cried over, win or loss, like, I cried. I was like 11. I, I was bawling my eyes out. I'm thinking the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. Like, just a miracle year, and Larry Fitzgerald said, nah, no sir. So, I mean, I hate that place, personally. The Eagles can't win there. But the Cardinals are 0-7 in the last seven. They've lost their last seven home games. And they're 2-2. Two and two. They picked up the win last Sunday against the, uh, the Panthers, but it was pretty ugly. I, I saw pretty much every game simultaneously, so I was just seeing bits and pieces of every game, and the Cardinals, they picked up the win, but I mean, Panthers aren't really a team, you know, anyone's raving about. So, I mean, they're coming back home. 
They haven't been playing well at home. The Eagles, we know what they've been so far. So, Colin, I'll start with you. We got. Can the Eagles stay undefeated? You know what? Just, just be honest. Don't don't be pompous about it either. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm a humble dude, man. I am a humble individual. Yeah, uh, Chris, Chris, Chris. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always gonna have uh, haters, and you know that just comes with the success. Let him know, Colin, please, bro. But just answer the question. Hold up. Who is your winner, bro? <laughs> Who's the winner? Listen, man. It's the Eagles. All I think right. we'll fly soar above the skies. See, man, you was you was dancing around. You was I dancing around. You was, I was come on. You get it. I wasn't dancing. Antagonizing Chris. You about to have another <laughs> argument. I told you. It'll probably just, be my just humble flow. him. My face I just want you to just humble him. And I won't even say nothing. I'm just trying, humble. bro. Oh, you got to be humble, right? I won't even say nothing if he's humble. I will say anything. I right, will let my humbleness counterbalances. All right. Is whatever he got going on. Let me just counterbalance it. All right. Is that is that fine? Like Johnny, he's humble too. You know, right, Johnny? Like uh, absolutely. I, I'll listen. Yeah, like we're not saying well, Super Bowl or nothing yet. Like I mean, I'm, that, I'm just riding the wave, bro. Want to know every week? Publicist, Colin. I'm going to be your publicist for the Eagles. I'm just going to be your translator. <laughs> and what my yes, Johnny. Man, publicist. What my what my client is trying to say is. The Cardinals are just not good at home. Oh, great. They've lost seven straight. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's still out. They've got a bunch of questions. So week seven, I believe. There you go. J.J. Watt, Trayvon Mullen, Vondell Moore, just A.J. Green, Marquise Brown. Like, that's like their whole receiving core. Like, Zach Collins, everybody that's worth something is questionable or out. Uh, they got to center out or tackle out. So, Colin Murray... I think we can get to him. Our rush has been very, very good. I actually trust our linebacking core because it's one thing to push him. Hassan Reddick is coming back home too. Yeah, defensive player to not maybe. Home, Let's but go. He's going back to his former team. Yeah, that'd be something for him to prove. You know what I'm saying? I, and I just like we could rush Kyler, but we just gotta like you know get him down or just rush him out out of bounds because rushing him out the pocket isn't enough. But I think we have the linebacking core and. The type of uh, defense that Jonathan Gannon is running, I kind of think will be okay in the long run. That that's 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 a humble eagle answer right there. Go birds. That works for me. Mar, how do you feel, man? Um, I think the Eagles stay undefeated. The Cardinals stink. The Raiders are supposed to beat them, and the, the Panthers. True. Panthers nobody to brag about. Chris. I mean, I'm going to go with the same answer. I think it's going to be the Eagles at the end of the day. I mean, uh, the only test the Eagles are going to have this game is they got to, they're going to deal with a dual-third quarterback in Kyler Murray. But when you miss a half your line and your best receiver, how much of a test is it really? So, I mean, I think it, I think the Eagles are going to go in there and get the job done. All right, so it's a clean sweep for the Eagles for nothing. We're going to move on to another late game, late afternoon game, and it's the Cowboys on national television once again at the Rams. Now, this is a matchup worthy of that 425 national slot. You know, it is the Cowboys 3-1 at the defending Super Bowl champs. We just talked about the Rams and their struggles, you know, the injuries and Matt Stafford. You know, if they need to turn it around, this is the game to do it. They're at home. 
Cowboys, you know, Dak is still out. Cooper Rush is undefeated as a starter. But, you know, it is, it's still Cooper Rush. So, uh, Johnny, I'll start with you. Cowboys, Rams, who you got? Uh, um, I, I say that this is the Rams get back game. And that is, that might, that may be halfway biased, but I will say this about the Cowboys. I am surprised with Cooper Rush. I, I will say this though. This is what happens when you keep a quarterback in your system and not just ship off your backups and just shuffling around like cards. Uh, you keep a guy in your system that knows the offense and Cooper Rush can happen. Um, so I will give them that. CD Lamb does seem to start. He seems like he's waking up. Um, those guys are developing the connection. Um, that run game is so, so, I don't trust that defense. I mean, just other than Mika, I don't, I don't really trust that defense. But, um, at the end of the day, no, I got the Rams. This, this game is more important for them. Um, I think they have the least of the problems and more of the talent. So I'll have to go with the Rams on this one. Colin, do you think the Cowboys might be looking ahead to week six and the Eagles at the link? Cause you know, that'll basically be for first place. Assuming the Cowboys win, that game will essentially be for first place in the division. So do you think that they might be looking ahead and the Rams might catch them? Colin? Colin, you there? I guess not. Uh, well, Chris, how do you feel about that? I honestly, I honestly got the Cowboys winning um winning this game going into the next weekend against the Eagles and it, I just say that just because of the fact that even though we can look at the teams at both teams on paper I say that the Rams are more talented I feel like they have a lot more problems they need to figure out I think it's going to take them more than a week to figure it out so based off that the fact that they were going to be like how, like Johnny said earlier, they're going to be miss. They're going to be playing like basically the third string offensive lineman in this game. And I'm sorry, but Mika Fitzpatrick was on. I said Mika Fitzpatrick. Michael Parsons is on that line. <laughs> yeah. And, and every time I watch, every time I see a Cowboys game, every time I look in the backfield, Michael Parsons is just back there somehow, some way. So he's going to get constant pressure on Matthew Stafford, and that's going to cause Stafford to throw some picks, regardless of where he throws it to or who he throws it to. Probably going to force it to Cooper Cup, who's going to be guarded by Trayvon Diggs. Probably yeah, has somebody looking. Probably has somebody over the top, so it was like a double team. And they can't block. Really, so, huh? They, and they can't block the Rams. They cannot block. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They can't block. So the Cowboys. And the Rams, I mean, they can't run on this Cowboys front, can they? They're not going to. Listen, I'm yeah. sorry. Michael, they, they don't miss Randy Gregory at all. Michael Parsons is just <laughs> that dude. They, they don't miss him at all. I'm sorry. As long as Michael Parsons on that line, I really think it's going to be a long day for Matthew Stafford. So I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys. Gotcha. Colin um, just texted me. He was in the bathroom, had a little Lamar Jackson moment, but he's back. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. like a Lamar Jackson situation. DK Metcalf, y'all. Where is the bathroom? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bro had a whole cart come out for him. I'm sorry. I bought it for Seahawks again. <laughs> go ahead, Colin. Uh, uh, could you uh, fill me in? I was in the band. Oh, Cowboys and Rams. Cowboys and Rams. Yeah. Who you got? Oh, uh, man. I'm going to roll with the Cowboys. All right. I was not expecting that, honestly. I'm going to roll with the Cowboys. System quarterback. You can have a sustainable game manager. Cooper's been kind of hooping a little bit. 
Mars, is it a clean sweep for the Cowboys? Cowboys. Johnny, wait, hold on. Johnny, you had the Rams or the Cowboys? I had the Rams, but I can Rams, understand. Yeah, okay, I can yeah. understand why the Cowboys are being fair. I can understand. Got you. And Mar, you just said the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. All right, I mean, we could be looking at an NFC that's five and zero, four and one, four and one, and then I guess one and four. But we don't gotta worry about them. But the NFC East, man, I don't want to hear any NFC East jokes for at least two years. Like NFC East, like throw all that out the window. You can call it fluke, like the records, whatever. Best division of football right now, just based on those three teams right now. NFC West, you know, is not what we is not what we think it is. AFC West, not looking like what we think it is. There is it. Um, yeah. So respect the NFC East, man. That that's for everybody. Respect everybody listening. Oh my God. Respectfully. Yes. Why are you anyway. still talking? Anyways, the final game, final game we're going to highlight, I believe, Sunday Night Football, AFC North. This is for first place. This is a very, it's early, but you could say this is a must-win game for both teams involved if you're considering, you know, the divisional standings at the end of the season. So, Bengals, Ravens, Ravens are home. Um, Bengals coming off, you know, when they're well-rested. They played on last Thursday, you know. I uh, kind of glossed over that earlier with the Tua thing, but you know the Bengals—they got past that game. They're back to 500. Ravens, on the other hand, they're kind of collapsing right now. They—they've blown multiple leads now. Most recently, 20 to three lead, 20 to three lead last week. Uh, they're at, they're back at home, but maybe it's kind of like a Cardinal situation where home is just is, is not feeling like home right now for the Ravens, but. I'll let you guys decide who takes Sunday Night Football. Anybody can just hop in. I'm going to go first. You said you got the Bengals? Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you got the Bengals because I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the Lamar or pay Lamar Jackson train this year, so I'm going with the Ravens. I think he's going to snap again. But since I brought up the Ravens, what is going on with that secondary, honestly, is my question. I swore bringing in Marcus. I swore bringing in Marcus Williams was going to help. Was going to improve it. That and Kyle Hamilton. But it seems like they're even worse now, and I don't know why. Because yeah, that's like I was hearing like and they got Kyle Hamilton and like oh Ravens secondary. I'm hearing like two thousand. I'm like, all right. Like relax. Like like I'm it looks saying, good, but I'm just saying Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters. Uh, Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton. I mean, listen, Mark, I don't know about Marcus Williams, but I know Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey have been Pro Bowls before. Marlon Humphrey just had what an All Pro season not that long ago, last year. So it's like you have, like they have the pieces to have one, one of the top secondaries in the league. I just don't no, know why like, they aren't. I, we know the Ravens have got out, they've gotten out to these big leads, and you know they lost them. But would you put more to blame on that on the defense for just giving up the points, or would you? Look at that Ravens offense, and you know, look out, look at how stale the offense kind of gets in terms of scheme and play calling. Once they get these leads, like, can we, you know, give the defense a little bit of a break, or are they just as much to blame? See, now I look at the Ravens offense, and I and I'm going to bring up my team. Just let me finish. I feel they're the same problems that the Raiders have had when it comes to the second half. They get too conservative, so. What I've noticed is just like the Raiders when they when they get a couple of 
couple touchdown leads. They get conservative, so they they might not run the ball as much as they're just doing a lot of passes. They're just trying new things. I feel like you have to stick to what you're good at. Just stick to what you know. So for the Ravens, if you know Lamar Jackson just went off, just went on a tear in the first half, make sure the ball stays in his hands. Run the ball a little bit. You still have J.K. Dobbins. You have, I don't even I don't even know the other running backs. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I believe. Like you still have like. Running backs and Lamar Jackson was a running, was basically a running back himself that can throw to the football. I mean, obviously he's a quarterback. I'm not trying to put that whole tag on him that he had before he got drafted, but I'm saying you have a lot of pieces that can run the football. So continue to run the football. That's all I said. I feel like if, as long as you do that, then you'll be good. Cause again, just like even though their second has been terrible, I feel like that they've been bad because they don't stay off the field for long. I, it, I don't think people realize how it, like it really takes a lot out of you when a defense is really playing maybe fifteen to twenty minutes of the entire of the entire second half and they're just constantly on the field. That ta- that takes a lot out of you. And when you're con- and when your offense is getting three and outs, I mean you're going to be tired. You want your offense to be able to drive down the field a little bit, waste some clock, so that way you can get a good rest. It's not fun when you when you b- get a big stop and next thing you know it takes them three plays and all of a sudden they have the ball back. So I feel like they just, I feel like the Ravens just have to stop being conservative when it comes to the second half. If you build a good, if you build up a a three touchdown lead in the first half by running the football down their throats and then have, and then passing it when you could, stick to what you're good at. Stick to what got you that lead. Exactly. The game is 60 minutes. It's not over till it's over. That's been the problem with the Eagles as well. It hasn't burnt them yet, but they've gotten conservative in the second half and, and even like, the Washington game, they actually were pretty aggressive in terms of play calling, but the execution just wasn't there. So it's just a second half thing with them. But uh, Johnny and Colin, real quick, because we got to wrap this up. Just your winners. Mar, Mar had the Bengals, Chris, Ravens. How you guys feel? Um, I, Honestly, I like the Ravens. Um, I feel like not only I agree with they need to run the football, and their offense is fine. They're putting up 30 plus points a game, so, and Lamar's is hooping, but at the end of the day, honestly, I want to add in their defense, um, which is, um, I think they're eighth, and they, they got, they got like eight sacks this year, and Joe Burrow and the Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow leads the league, and I, I, no, they don't lead the league, but I think they got like 10, 10 turnovers, and I think they could force Joe Burrow into, for, into having some turnovers on that old line. They improved it a little bit, but it's still, I believe they're tied with the Eagles and, uh, takeaways. Okay. Yeah. They. Okay. I'll double check so that I real think, quick. Though. Yeah. That's that's an yeah excellent point. And um, so I think I I got the Ravens. Plus, it's a must win for them. I definitely got the Ravens on this one. Yeah. Um. I have the Ravens, but more so is more concerned about Joe Burrow. One thing the I don't know if you guys have saw it. It kind of relates to the concussion. Not trying to steer the conversation off. Man, he said that. Uh. Sometimes during the NFL games, he'll literally don't remember the second half where he'll literally forget a play made up. And I was just like, wow. Yeah, that was kind of related to the like, uh, the tour story. Right. And it's just, you know, so I'm kind of iffy on Joe because don't get it twisted. We all know. He's, he's, you think he's suffering from something right now? Man, I mean, when, when you I make I think it, he was just talking about, like, the pass. No, I'm pretty sure, like, because he's been getting sacked. But he... Listen, he's really been getting yeah, smacked. Yeah. It's really, it's really awful. Like, he's starting to look like what'll happen to Andrew Luck. I hope not. I pray to God not. Cause, you know, that'd be awful for his talent to just go out because of incompetent management, not protecting your jewel. 
like the most important player on your team. But uh, man, it's just uh, so I kind of factored that in with Joe Burrow a lot. Uh, but he's definitely talented. Uh, but I just I think it's a must win for the Ravens. They know what's at stake. I think they're gonna come out with a little bit more of a fight. And the Bengals actually do lead the league in turnovers. Wow, they got ten. And I, that was, yeah. yeah, the Ravens and Eagles are tied in takeaways, two and a half a game. Go ahead, Colin. You was about to finish. Oh no, yeah, I, I said what I said. Yeah, no, yeah, that was it. That was all I had to say. All right, well that that does it, bro. You can take us home. All right, so uh, thanks a lot for everyone for tuning in. Uh, big shout out to the co-hosts, Joan and Johnny, Chris and Mar. Appreciate you guys. This was an enjoyable episode. Hopefully the fans enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. You can also follow us on Instagram at the at Restricted Zone Pod. You can follow us individually on our Instagram. It'll be under the description below. We're on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, a Google Podcast, whatever streaming platform there is, you can bet that we're on it. Uh definitely give us a follow and listen. If not, share with anyone who's interested or, you know, fanatical about sports. Uh, and definitely take time out to listen to us or at least hear uh, some of the episodes that we have. So we appreciate the support. We definitely enjoy recording this and pushing this out for you guys to enjoy. Uh, and, guys, have a great day, and have a, more importantly, have a great weekend. Thank you. Sir, you too. It's a big weekend in Philly, man, with sports. Philly's back.